0: I'd like to say a few words about uh, the practice this morning. One way to frame uh, uh, what we're doing that uh, seems uh, helpful uh, certainly for me and for others is uh, to present the idea of um, understanding. How does understanding uh, happens in Buddhist psychology, there's three ways that we can uh, uh, experience understanding. So there's understanding that can come from information, and you're invited again to check this out. Do you recognize this in your uh, experience? So understanding that comes from uh, information. So you know, as you come here, somebody says, oh, next step is council house, registration it's up the hill on the left it's an information that helps you understand what's happening in this uh, dominant culture uh, information is very very valued there's tons of it uh, loads of it maybe too much of it there's a second level for understanding to uh, uh, arise in beings it's through reflection contemplation what does that mean in my life you know and to make sense, thinking about stuff, reflecting on things, extremely important. So it's another kind of understanding. There's a third kind of understanding that comes from direct experience. It's what we call meditation. It's what we call insight. Insight is not something that we arrive at through thinking process. It's non-conceptual. So it's very particular. For some of us, we don't even know this possibility exists. And so that's what we're here exploring this week, how a quality encounter with reality, quality meaning a stable mind that is curious and calm and really feel things, so goes underneath assumptions, preconceived ideas. Ah, I know how the day is going to go. You know, yeah, that's a thought. Underneath, what is the actual experience, you know? of any assumptions we have about uh, experience, so dropping this, going a little bit deeper and feeling, meeting things, really with a quality presence. So that's meditation. It can be done sitting, it can be done in any posture, it can be done in uh, activities of the body, it can be done in relationship, it's a it's more of a meditative attitude, it's a Particular kind of presence to what's happening that is just beneath the ideas we have about it. It's a felt sense. It's, that's what I call resonating. It's embodied. You know. So you take your consciousness that you might fig- think is in your head, the thinking mind, and you invite it to drop it. And you can do it now if you want. Drop it. Drop your sensitivity, your intelligence in the heart. And even in the guts in the belly and let it uh, what we're doing here is we're even inviting it to suffuse the whole body so we experience the hands from the hands we experience the pelvis from the pelvis the feet Knowing the feet is a language that is used sometimes. The breath, experiencing the breath. And so our attention, our presence infuses uh, the body or the area of experience that we want to uh, know intimately, fully. So it seems like the Buddha said, the body can be known in different ways and probably for the course of a sitting or any session actually, it will move in these different ways. So what can be, uh, the way we can know the body is through uh, the breath maybe. It's very classic huh? object of meditation, allowing the experience of the breath to be known. But it could be also through um, one of the senses. So for example, earlier I was talking about the experience of uh, the smell, the smoke. So that's an event, that's a phenomena that can be uh, really experienced fully or a little bit more fully. Yeah. So we can become aware, conscious of seeing that this is happening right now. It's extremely primary. It's not what I'm seeing and what I think about I'm seeing and what I would prefer to see or how I want to own what I see. It's not this, it's just seeing is happening or hearing is happening. All worthy uh, objects, we could say of meditation, all ways that we can discover reality. So through the senses, through the breath. Very classic instructions here, 2,600 years ago. Posture. When sitting, know you're sitting. That's the, the instructions. When do we do that in our lives? We're usually sitting to get information through the computer, to talk with somebody to get lost in our thoughts so very primary here when sitting can you be aware that you're sitting can you sustain this awareness when walking knowing you're walking it's very rare for human beings to be totally conscious that they're walking do you recognize what I'm talking about we walk And for us, it's an occasion to depart, to think about next week, over there, where I'll be, later. Activities of the body. This is the instructions of the Buddha. When she turns her head, she knows she's turning her head. When he opens the arm, he knows he's opening the arm. It's not like we have to catch every, all of this in one moment. It's, uh, I think the way I practice, I think it's valid. It's by kind of impressions. Suddenly there's a smell. Allow it to be known. And then there's a tingling. It's allowed to be known. Whatever comes in the foreground of experience, what presents itself. Breath might stay with the breath for a little while until lower back pain or strong sensation. You can allow that to be fully met, known. Hmm? You don't have to stay only with the breath unless you want to. And there's another aspect of experience that is good to name. It's the inner landscape, the moods, the emotions. And so, you might uh, recognize that these are happening sometimes. It's not like they're separate from the body, they're right there, you know. Little anxious thought, contraction of the chest a little joy, maybe a little lightness felt in the body. So we can be aware of moods and mind states, even the big ones for sure. We might be able to become aware of it like, wow, strong desire to be somebody else or not to be, or be somewhere else strong desire to be in another reality. Wow, like a wave. We can sit there and experience this, the charge of this, the contraction of that, the pull. But we can also experience quietness when it's there. What's the tone? What's the felt sense of quietness? What's the texture, the flavor? of quietness, or even of attention? What does it feel like to listen? And so as we sit here, we don't all have the same experience. Some of us, you know, are quiet, some of us are in the grip of wanting to be somebody else somewhere else. Some of us are have the breath, the breathing process in the foreground, the sensations of breathing as a primary experience. Maybe some of us are impatient or frustrated. It could be good to become aware of this. Wow, frustration, such a particular quality of being. So mindfulness doesn't reject anything. It allows things to be revealed, to be known. So we're sitting here now. life is happening and we are allowing it to be known to be experienced there's a body sitting there and it might be a comfortable body or achy or feeling crooked or centered body We're not in a problem-solving attitude. We're in a in a connecting uh, mindset, or we're available. Allowing what is there to just be as it is. If we know the posture, it's not to improve it. It's to experience it as it is. If we're experiencing the breath, it's not to improve it. It's to know what is tight breath, or chaotic breath, or smooth breath shallow or deep breath just as it is and by bringing in this careful, caring attention we might Discover that it's influencing the process, it's participating, it helps maybe pacify the mind, gather the mind and heart, pacify the breath or the body. So what is known for you? Is it tingling or cold? Is it sadness? Or curiosity? Or is it neutral in the heart space? Feel confused about these instructions? Notice confusion has arisen. It's a particular state of mind. It can be known. Doubt or confusion. Contentment if it's there. If you want a simple practice, just hang out with the breath, the belly rising and falling. In time, it will reveal the quality of the mind, of the heart, of the one with the breath. mind has a lot to say about stuff. Just notice this. Wow there's a lot of energy. it has a lot to say. If it's quiet in there, notice this. It's tentative receptive. Becoming aware of the breath, you become aware of how is the one experiencing the breath. Becoming aware of the breath, you discover the calm mind experiencing the breath, or the agitated heart-mind. By becoming aware of tingling in the fingers, in time you become aware the way, the quality of the mind that is meeting the tingling with care or not. Becoming aware of uh, hearing, you'll become aware of the quality of the mind meeting the sounds or the silence. thank you the body and the mind so and the heart so intertwined it's actually very arbitrary to make maybe make distinctions like this i was a few months ago i was uh, teaching a retreat with dr judson brewer is the director of research <laughs> at the mindfulness center at umass is a psychiatrist neurologist and he had the PowerPoint and he was uh, showing st- you know, MRI scan, cat, I don't know what a cat is doing in that, but cat scan and MRI and frontal neocortex things. And uh, I was listening and I was uh, saying, "I, I hear this stuff every few years, I'm exposed to that kind of information and I keep forgetting it right after and, uh, and you were saying, oh, but it makes sense, Pascal, that you would, because this is empty calorie. This is whole grain. <laughs> and you were saying, you know why we can actually make a surgery in the head of somebody without making them fall asleep? Because there's no sensitivity. There's no sensitive uh, sensitivity. You can actually play in somebody's brain and t- talk with them. They won't feel anything. But this feels, you know, and I was saying, like my ethics, my integrity is here, you know. And he was like, yeah, that's absolutely true, it's true, it's here. You know, like when I'm about to say something that could be hurtful, if I'm conscious, uh, I'll go like this, or if I did something, uh, or if somebody else did something, I'll feel it here, and he's like, yeah, it's true. This is where the information is. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're, we're attuning to our uh, to our you know, organs and sensitivity and all, the, all this so that we can actually feel, read situation, intuition, insight, know better. So I don't have to shoot up here like, oh, am I doing it? Am I not doing it? Let Feel it. Suddenly so it's like, oh, of course, I'm not going to do this. Or of course, I'm going to try it even though I don't know what's going to happen. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're coming down here where the intelligence is We're opening the feedback loop again that's been closed, you know, for so many, so many of us. And maybe it's not the case for you. And for some of us, it's a big trip, you know, because we've judged the body and we, or we deserted it because it seemed like it, uh, what's the word? It, uh, it abandoned us in some way, or it uh, uh, can find it betrayed betrayed us, and uh, and so it's it's a journey. To come back there and trust the information and and make you know the pores and cells open again become sensitive again, and so that 's what we 're doing in all the different ways and so now, in a few minutes the, f- the form it 'll take will be a gentle uh, walking, and about the pace, please find the pace that uh, sustains your uh, uh, mindfulness you know, so it might be that you're going extremely slow but uh, it might be that you're going at a regular pace back and forth that this makes you feel the experience and then maybe after a few minutes you'll naturally uh, slow down you know? or if you're very tired here go for a more brisk walk but uh, knowing what we're practicing here we're practicing being awake to what's happening feelings seeing what can be known here. And it can be light, luminosity, it can be stepping, it can be dejection. We let go of the value we we give for what we prefer here. That's a strange little world where we say, you know, I would prefer not to feel dejected, but if suddenly what is there is discouragement then instead of rejecting it, fearing it, trying to bypass it, or entertain it, or hide it, you know, deny it, I thought, oh, dejection, discouragement feels like this. How does it feel? Did I ever turn toward it? Not thinking about it, not feeling it, how does it feel? Oh, there's a hollowness. Ah. Oh, and this fear of hollowness or there's contraction. And to me the practice is always, can that be allowed just now? Not for the rest of the day, not forever, just now can it be known. And often I find that even something, you know, solitude, grief, I often feel that I can actually, just for this second, know it. So very immediate, present moment-based, and body-based, sense-based. What's the texture of a mind state? And there is always a mind state. Sometimes it's rather neutral, but there is, it's a texture. You know, when you're not hyper-reactive to things, or totally clicking, no, I won't you know? If this is not happening, there's something is happening, non-reactivity is a mind state. So if you're just there, outside, and you stop walking, and you notice, There's the absence of struggle. Well, I think it's worth noting it. Being impressed by the absence of struggle. And if there is struggle, just notice, wow, struggle. Try to hold this with compassion. It's not easy being this body, this, this being. Not easy right now being this being. Really hard being this being. Okay, so, again, if the uh, instructions are confusing, and it's like, oh, I'd like to just be with my breath and count my breath or count my step, I invite you to actually let that go a little bit and be a little lost for a while. It might be worth it. It might be what we call the passage, you know, from chaos and from confusion to clarity. Just allow yourself to be impressed by something that is there. The coolness, the hardness in the chest, the hollowness, the the numbness, the nothingness. That's okay, can that be known? Can that be okay? And let's see where this is gonna lead. So this morning, maybe some of you, maybe most of you know that we're starting uh, little group meetings. Little group meetings. So, all of you will be in a group meeting either today or tomorrow. So, we'll see everyone in a group meeting over two days. So, today half of you are in a group meeting. Uh, As you come out the door, you might have seen or not, just follow the others when you come out the door. You'll see in between the Two of the glass doors. There's a little piece of a wall this big, and there's there there are sheets uh, with your the names of the everybody I think and where to meet. So so we worked hard at making sure that everybody's in a group um, and give people time and organize all this. What would be your responsibility? Your responsibility now would be to actually, on the way out, to check the board. This is really one one really good place to bring uh, this uh, quality called mindfulness. Because sometimes we look at the board and, you know, it just appears like it's tomorrow in room two. But if you look closely, it's actually today in council house. (laughs) You know? And then, you know, people say, oh, I thought it was... Tomorrow, you know, I I thought it was yesterday, you know, something, you know, and I thought it was there, but it's there. So slow down, really double check reality, not what you, your assumptions about it, (laughs) you know, and then come to the group. So the group is a group of seven or eight people with a a teacher, one of us. You'll have one group during the retreat, either today or tomorrow. And Don might be there uh, sitting in on on the group, it's part of our training. Uh, and uh, it's not a test. It's not. A, it's a unique chance to be with other practitioners who are going through the same thing and to check a little bit how it's unfolding for everyone. Uh, so many different things that happen that are different for everyone and so many things we have in common. So we can talk a little bit about this. There's going to be a form. It's going to be presented by the facilitator you you wouldn't have to talk if you didn't want to but it's so if you're in my group uh, and you don't want to talk uh, you'll be able to express it but I might encourage you to talk anyway I might say oh could you say just a couple of words because I want to check just a little bit how you're doing but you know there might be another way to do that but um, It's kind of spontaneous, very candid, honest. Most people have survived. (laughs) What else can I say about it? Yeah, it's quite simple and usually people find it very helpful actually. So that's why it's still there after decades on the schedule because it seemed to be really helpful. Questions about that. So room one is as you go out, there's first the bathrooms, and right after is room one. Council house is where you registered, so it's on the other side of the little street, up the stairs, fireplace. That's that's where it's happening. Okay, questions? Okay. So, uh, walking for some of us, meeting for some of us, All the practice of uh, being attentive together. And that's the preciousness of this community. It's an intentional community. We're all all here and we know that we're all actually practicing the same thing. We're all practicing being attentive to something happening now. How special is that? Uh, Have a good one. Thank you.